BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. From sunny Southern California, even sunnier, cooler, calmer, lovely Costa Mesa, California. Home of your L.A. Chargers training camp. That's right, the Bolts are back and now they're in the 714 they will play in the 213 and uh, they will be on the radio uh, throughout the hour we'll be bringing over some San Diego Chargers uh, and try and catch up with this team that that has been much discussed uh, even the lack of fan attendance at the StubHub Center has been discussed Philip Rivers coming off a turnover prone year or their inability to close games, which it looked like they were close to turning the corner last year, getting Joey Bosa back after the hamstring injury and the, the, the elongated holdout. They could not get over the hump. They made a coaching change. They made some interesting draft picks. But uh, of the two teams in Los Angeles, 
Uh, they are far and away more prepared on the offensive side of the football to compete. Unfortunately, they're in the AFC West, a very, very competitive division. So we'll talk some bolt football live from their training camp throughout the afternoon. I can only tell you that um, San Diego is an incredible city. Uh, this is 15 minutes from where I grew up, 10 minutes, actually it took me 12, from where I live. And I think the only thing better than Costa Mesa, than San Diego, is the Newport Mesa area. So it's not like you have to feel bad for the Chargers players moving or Phillip Rivers making the drive uh, to a place to which they have to acquire some new fans and move into a new market before they move into the L.A. market in the coming years. But that's not the discussion point of the day. In sports, we continue to react to Ezekiel Elliott, and now, uh, now it's starting to get really, really ugly. And there, there's, but there, unlike unlike the political discussion to which I don't think there's two sides to it. There are two sides to this discussion, and part of it is the historic context of any sort of sexual assault, any sort of violence against women, and what tends to happen to the accuser. There's a, there's a bravery to, to going through with your accusations because, as we've seen in the past, in legitimate uh, cases of sexual assault or physical assault on women, the accuser is often put on trial, right? That's what we, we've been told. Uh, additionally, Additionally, if the accuser of, for example, domestic violence comes out and opens up the door to what's going on behind closed doors, the person that they're with stands to lose a substantial amount of money and it hurts their livelihood. I mean, look at Janae Rice, for example, right? Remember, Janae Rice didn't, didn't want to pursue this thing. And the reason she didn't want to pursue what ended up happening to Ray Rice was because of what happened to Ray Rice. The video came out. He was out of the NFL, never to return. And even though he's repented for his sins, it doesn't matter. And Janae Rice, who did nothing wrong, ends up being a victim doubly so because she's married to Ray Rice. They're still very much together, but he can't find a job in the NFL. And that video is the biggest reason why. It's not the only reason why, but the biggest reason why. So Tiffany Thompson is the accuser's name in this uh, Ezekiel Elliott deal. And earlier today, uh, it was released that the woman who accused Dallas Cowboys star Ezekiel Elliott of domestic violence admitted to NFL investigators of having a text exchange in which she discussed leveraging sex videos featuring her and Elliott for money from the player according to documents obtained by Yahoo Sports. In it, she says... What if I sold mine and Ezekiel's sex videos? A friend said we all be millionaires. We could blackmail him with that. Thompson says, I want to, bro. The friend says, let's do it. Thompson says, scared. Friend says, shoot. Only she didn't say, shoot. Friend said, I'd be like, look, give me 10K or I'll just sell the sex videos for the same amount flat. <coughs> me and my friends trying to go on vacation and get boob jobs. 10K, I want 20K. Now, <laughs> part, of, part of the problem with text messages, one, they live forever. Two, we cannot understand. Even if you put LOL or you put a smiley face, we don't know what level of truth there is to that. But the biggest thing is we can't, 
We don't know tone. We don't know art. Is, and does this in any way relate to the accusations? There's also text messages between he, between she and a friend where she tells her friend what to say to police and to tell them that he was dra- she was dragged out of the car, even though another friend said she was not dragged out of the car. My, my takeaway is that, look, these ugly details come out. This is a pattern of why so many women will not come out and accuse people of domestic violence. It also should be pointed out that why it's not just a it's not just a simple case. And the court of law is different than the court of public opinion is different than the court of the National Football League. And the National Football League has said, look, she may be a liar. She may have lied about other things. But the fact is that she had bruises and there's enough evidence there to think that at some point during their time together, during a specific time period, he laid hands on her. And we cannot put ourselves in the position to which we can't pursue this. We can't suspend you for this. And that's the difference between the court of law and what the NFL is operating within. Right? Have, has, has, who, has this leaked information created reasonable doubt? Absolutely. But it's also the pattern of why women don't come out. And it, you also could make the case that though she, she may have coerced her friend into uh, embellishing on part of the story... And she may have discussed blackmailing Ezekiel Elliott on another part of the story. The main thrust of the story is, did he ever lay hands on her? And that's it. And that's all we should be discussing. Did he or didn't? Didn't he? Period. As for the sex tape, uh, this is one of those millennials. And, like, look, there's a movie even called Sex Tape, right? Did anybody watch the movie? Was it any good? It was the idea that... a Husband and wife, right, record a sex tape. It's saved to the cloud, and then all of a sudden, on iPads in their house, everybody got everybody got the cloud, and everybody. I didn't see the movie, but I understand it, and it's basically why any sort of parent knows, any sort of parent knows um, that that is not. That's why you don't want to be on the cloud with your kids. The answer is millennials all have these, all of them. All right. We'll get to that upcoming. We can't get my man a chair? Like, what is going on? All right. Joey Bosa is going to join us in mere moments here on the Doug Gottlieb Show uh, as, uh, as he sits down uh, out of practice. And we're here live at, at Chargers Camp. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So last year you didn't get to fully participate because of the contract situation and, of course, hurt your hamstring and then had an outstanding rookie season. What's it been like for you so far having uh, the full allotment of time with your teammates and with the new coaching staff? It's been great. It's, uh, obviously, training camp's an important time to get better. As a, oh, we missed. <laughs> to get better as a, as a player in a team. Um, I mean, after going through Ohio State camps, this is, it's, it's kind of cake compared to, compared to what college used to be. So uh, it's been a good experience. Wait, so college camp, Ohio State was more difficult than this? Oh, of course. Two days are the worst. You know, they, you know, they, don't, they eliminated two days <laughs> yeah, right after you left, right? Of course. Yeah, so yeah, it's... Wait so, until I leave. So, so, it's, so it's very, very different. Um, yeah. uh, you, guys, you guys took on the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, the ones... You guys were out there for a very short period of time. You got a stop. You got a field, gave up only a field goal. Your ones went down, scored a touchdown beforehand. You guys have gone back, seen the tape. 
How did you think you played in your first preseason game? I thought I played well. Um, I think the whole first team played really well, but uh, it's a team, and uh, we're grading it as a team, and we, as as a whole, didn't play anywhere where we needed to play, so uh, we're just using this week to, to get ready for next week and really, or this Sunday, and, and really show what we can do because I, I don't think uh, Sunday was a true showing of yeah, what no, we can look, do. Yeah. I, was, I was there. It went downhill in a hurry. Like, yep, 7-3 and then a couple of couple of crazy turnovers yeah. and all of a sudden it became a blowout in, in the second half. Joey Bosa joining us, San Diego Chargers second year. Now you're a vet but it's been, it's been so wild, right? Yeah. You had you had the holdout, you had the injury, you had the season, you had all those crazy close losses where you felt like the game was going to be won, and then you had the coaching change, and then the, the franchise moves. Uh, for you, do you have, like, do you have the stability you desire? Like, it's, it's got to be weird to go in with so, so many moving parts. Do you feel stable now as a member of the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a crazy year, all the things you're talking about, um, but I've always been, felt stable as a Charger. Uh, it's been smooth for me. Um, it's easy. My family and everybody helps take care of a lot of things around me so I could really focus on one thing, and that's football and being the best I could be on the field. So uh, it it's really hasn't been too bumpy of a ride. There was a lot of talk when you were drafted. There was like, well... He's a 4-3 guy. It's a 3-4. And the Chargers are like, look, we're, you're in four down linemen defensively 65 70% yeah. of the time anyway. And, of course, it took a while till we saw you. When we saw you, it, you easily assimilated to the NFL. What about this defensive style? New coaching staff, new style. How are you going to be used differently than you were used last year? Uh, it's not too different. Um, like you said, 70% of the time we were in that sub-package 4-3 uh, defense, so it's really not too too big of a change. I think it, it fits our guys really well, and uh, we've been executing the defense really well this camp. So it, it, that was the big question coming out, whether I could play 3-4, and now we're back to 4-3. Yeah, right, now the question like, is, can I play 4-3? So it's really just... Uh, isn't your job... Don't you just have one job anyway? Go tackle the quarterback? Get, get the ball, pretty much. Get the ball, see, <laughs> yeah. see ball, see ball, see ball hit ball, ball right? Exactly. Chris Spielman for you. Uh, Joey Bosa joining us. Uh, what about Ohio State this year? There's a lot, of, a lot of talk this year. Last year, super young squad after you and all those guys went pro. Kind of surprised people mm-hmm. really got the college football playoff. What's your take on the Buckeyes and the likelihood they get back to the college football playoff um, this year? Well, I, I'll have to wait and see for the first couple games, but uh, I'm just excited to watch my brother play. I think he'll get a lot of time out there this year, and uh, I'm always excited to watch them play. So we'll, I can't uh, make any predictions just yet. All right, so look, Orange County, for people who don't know, it's only maybe an hour up the road from San Diego, but it's it's different. Uh, you feeling comfortable yet? Like, do you have your spots? You got your place you go for your for your protein shakes. Yeah. You got your place you go uh, to get your haircut. Do you have your spots yet? Uh, no, because we've been pretty much in the hotel since since we got here. So uh, really haven't got out and seen the town at all since I've since I've been here. I've been to my house in the hotel. Really, the only two spots I've been to yet. Anthony Lynn, he's never been a head coach before. So when you first met with him, what was your impression? Um. Where did I first meet with him? I think we were doing something in L.A., uh, and I just we, – we had a quick word, and right away I thought he'd, he'd be what we needed. Uh, every time I'm asked about him, I say the most important thing that he brings is accountability. He's making guys take accountability for their actions, uh, which there wasn't a lot last year. There were a lot of pointing fingers, and uh, – 
his fault, his fault, never pointing at yourself and saying what you can do better. But he's he's kind of forcing that upon the whole team. Is that why you guys lost so many close games? Um, I mean, there was a there was a lot of factors to I think losing those to injuries to you know giving up late. I don't know, but. We're what, moving on to next year. Okay, so but but help me out with that because you had been a part of a program. I mean, the thing about Urban Meyer's teams and your national championship team, for example, you found a way to win games that you should have lost. Like, that's yeah. the whole thing with Ohio State. Anybody's ever watched Ohio State, you know, you even go back to when Jim Trussell was there and they were the luck guys. They're like, how did they win that game? Yeah. And then you come to a pro team and it was like the opposite for that that stretch of like seven weeks where you would find a way to lose games that you should win. What, what is that emotionally? A guy who's as invested in winning as you are, yeah. what's that like to be a part of? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely tough coming in, but... Um, I feel like at Ohio State, nobody on the team ever believed that we were going to lose. So that's that's why we could always fight and pull through in those tough, close games in the fourth quarter. But, uh, I mean, there were some feelings around around the team last year when we'd get up and we'd go into the third quarter like, oh, no, here, here it we comes go again. again. Yeah. But, uh I don't know. It was it was tough to start, but um, I love my team, and I'm I'm excited to be here. All so. right, so you played at StubHub. It's a, it's the smallest place in the NFL, right? Yeah. Uh, what's it like though to play on that field? Is that I mean, did you like? Did you like it? Was it cool? Was yeah, it? I liked it. I mean, it was it was full at least. Yeah. So uh, I mean, the eight plays I was out there it was it was fun. I'm sure it'll be rocking during the regular season. Eight plays. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, yeah. that's got to be like the easiest it's Sunday ever, right? Definitely pretty weird to warm up and get ready and then go out there for two series. So how much are you going to play this week? Um, we don't really know yet. More, but not too much. All right. Joey Bosa joining us. Joey, uh, best of luck in your second year. Love to w- go out there and watch you play. I know you got a bunch of autographs to sign. Thanks yep. so much for being a part of the show. Yep. Thank you. All right. Joey Bosa of the, of the L.A. Chargers joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. More bolts to come. Coming up. Are the Chargers actually ready to fight for L.A.? There's this, we got to fight for L.A. We got to beat the Rams. But maybe more importantly, Raiders made the playoffs last year. Broncos have one of the elite defenses. And, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs do as well as, uh, as all three are playoff favorites to go against in that division. That's six difficult games in arguably the most difficult division in the NFL. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We're joined by Keenan Allen, who, of course, star wide receiver for the Chargers. And I say star because everyone knows when healthy, he is a star in this league. But that's a when healthy. So first question I think everybody wants to know is, how is your health? It's great. It's going good. Um, Offseason was amazing. Rehab was amazing. Training camp is going amazing right now. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I know, but this this has been like another year, another rehab. I mean, yeah. in, in, internally, that there has to be a, a little bit of a. I can't believe I've been so unlucky so many times. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, definitely disappointing. Um, like you said, when I'm out there, I, I try to make as many plays as I can. Uh, can't do it when I'm off the field, though. So definitely striving to be on the field. All right, so Keenan Allen, you're back out in the field on Sunday in the game against the Seattle Seahawks. Take me through kind of the mentality of being out there, wanting to show that you're back, that you're 100%, and yet also, you know, guarding against, you know, God forbid you want anything to go wrong. Right. How do you go through that? Um, it's, I, it wasn't really in my mind. Um, I was playing unconsciously uh, as far as injury 
and um, you know, just trying to stay football-minded and do what I do on the field. So, uh, Mike Williams obviously is the star rookie drafted first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, the report was likely to see him in October, yeah. coming back from a from, from a back. Uh, I was watching. You know, Kelvin Benjamin had that was an 89-yard catch and run, a beautiful yeah. throw from Kellen Clemens. I think that was in the late first quarter. I mean, he obviously can take the top off a of defense. I was there. We, we know that you can get, you know, you can be a, a double-digit catch guy every game. Obviously, you have um, Antonio who caught the touchdown pass on the opening drive. You mm-hmm. have Hunter Henry who's going to be an elite tight end. Like, it seems like you have a lot of weapons. Right. Um, Give me your sense of this group. They got Melvin in the backfield and out of the backfield. Give me your sense of this group as of now and then how it will evolve when Mike uh, gets healthy. I think it's going to be great, man. Um, Like you said, we have a lot of weapons, uh, and everybody can be used differently. Uh, Everybody can play different positions. Um, So bringing Mike into the thing is just going to add another uh, a big play threat. He's definitely a ball getter. And, um, you know, when the ball's in the air, I definitely believe it's his. It feels like kind of the game plan. And, again, this is more kind of layman's game plan is you have, you know, Mike Williams is a big but big play, deep ball, mm-hmm. down the field wide receiver. Same thing with Kelvin Benjamin. And then allows to open up the middle of the field yeah. for guys like you and guys like Hunter. Is that kind of generally the way it works? Um, so, I mean, for your ideal team, probably, yeah, uh, yeah you definitely want to have some deep threats. You want to have some guys who can run intermediate routes. And then you just want to have some ballers. So I, th- I feel like we got it all. <laughs> I do. I, I do. Uh, how is this offense? You know, Wiz is back yeah. working uh, working with the offense, something he did a couple of years ago in San Diego. How is this offense different from last year's offense? Um, well, we, we added – Mike Williams. Yeah, uh, that's that's obviously. I mean, in terms of schematically, like schematically, is it, um, is it gonna... I think well, the, the year that we had last year running, uh, I think that's going to be more aggressive on the ground. Uh, let let Melvin actually go get the thousand this year. Um, keep him on the field too. Keep him healthy. Uh, let's go get the thousand, and then it's just going to open up more passing yards. So. The the big and I know I, I hate to start with the negative with the with the injuries, but the other thing and look, I'm a San Diego Charger fan, so mm-hmm. I I felt the pain just like any other fan. The last couple of years have been ridiculous in terms of the number, the litany of injuries, not just yeah. you, but in the interior, in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you, is there any way to protect against that? Is there anything like you guys were doing too much of in practice, something in training? Like how did, I've, I've never seen the volume of injuries that you guys had over the last two years. How do you protect against that? Um, it's hard to say, man. Uh, we, we wake up. And do, go go balls out all day long. Um, we do what we're supposed to do. Uh, weight room, off the field, uh, rehab, and all stuff like that. And then um, I guess it's just part of the game. Yeah. It's uh, football. You've obviously played in some great environments. It feels like StubHub can be something really unique, really yeah. special, right? It's it's like not thirty thousand seats, and it's going to be full. You played there on Sunday. What's your thoughts on what it's going to be like next two years for the Chargers? I think it's going to be great, man. I think it could be loud uh, as long as we're, we we got everything. Popping on all our cylinders, uh, offense, defense, special teams. I think it could be loud and uh, definitely supportive. So. There's this big fight for LA thing, right? That's yeah. the, that's the deal. Fight for LA. Yeah, supposedly. So, like, how do you how do you win the fight for LA? Win games. I I, guess. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's just very simple. Win games. Yeah, but do you have to like change the rims on your car? Do you have to do you have to you know do do something? Do you guys have to do something to capture the LA mentality? No. Nah. This is like an Orange County mentality is different than the LA mentality. LA mentality, I guess, is just win. I'm, I'm going off of LA Lakers type. I don't think about the Clippers when they're... That's exactly what it is. You don't want to be the Clippers to this town. You want to be the Lakers to this town. And the first one to be the Lakers to the town owns the team, right? Right. I guess so. Has has nothing to do with anything else. You're good? Yeah. You ready for a great season? Amazing. All right, so if I'm a fantasy owner, do I go all in on Keenan Allen? Most definitely. Even last year, still go all in. 
I could, we go. I'm just. I just. You need to make the sale to people on. Why I think this, the sale is made. It's just a. Can you put some water on me so I keep growing? <laughs> Good enough. Don't Good luck die. this year. Keenan yeah. Allen. Keenan Allen joining us. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. You know, I could fix this whole thing, by the way, this whole marketing campaign with the Chargers, right? Fight for L.A. Why are you fighting for L.A.? They should have fought for Orange County. They should have been the Orange County Chargers. It's weird. It's, 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 it's really, really interesting to me what happens when um, in, in real estate, right? It's location, location, location. Like three things uh, establish the value of your home. Location, location, location. And the reason that the Angels, who are located in Orange County, call themselves the Los Angeles Angels, of Greater Orange County or whatever, instead of the, they used to be the Anaheim Angels, is because of the value in the branding of Los Angeles. Now, the Angels are not in L.A. No one in L.A. thinks they're in L.A. Like, no one in their right mind would believe that the Angels are a Los Angeles-based team. Now, the difference is that the Chargers will actually play in Los Angeles County, not just this year playing at what's called the StubHub Center, where the L.A. Galaxy call home. But then in future years playing at the, at the Rams, uh, the Rams co-owned facility, right, which is in Los Angeles. But to me, like, you know, and I understand that the value of the franchise will skyrocket once they're in L.A. And that's what happened with the Clippers, right? The Clippers don't own the arena. Right? They, they didn't own the arena and they don't even own the town. And they own zero banners. And yet they were sold for a billion dollars above valuation. Now, part of it was the timing of it and how quick that sale was made. And he had Steve Ballmer who had money to burn and he just burned through it and just threw a bunch of cash. So he, but the reason he threw a bunch of cash and paid more for it was the Clippers were in LA and that was the value to him. But in, you know, in building kind of a thing and a presence and fan base, you got to go somewhere where you're wanted like, that's one of the things that the Raiders are going to have. One, there are Raider fans that have moved from Los Angeles, and there are Raider fans all over, and the Raiders are much more of a brand, right? And there's, there's kind of a coolness to the counterculture to the Raiders, right? Before there was MMA, MMA fans were Raider fans, right? Or even MMA fans now are Raider fans. They just are. Like, the Raiders kind of have a, a thing to them. Right? Like the, the black hole is kind of like people get dressed up like it's Halloween and dudes on weekend furlough spend all their all of their time going to Raider games. So the Ra- and the Raiders are going to Vegas where I know they're getting a hockey team, but let's be honest, nobody really cares. Right. But Vegas has been like somebody just somebody tell us you love us. Please, somebody tell us you love us, that you want to stay here. You don't just want to come here for three days and throw a bunch of money at strippers at, at the Spearmint Rhino, right? And the Raiders are like, we'll stay. We love you. Now, every game, everything they do, once they, the second they get, they land at McCarran Airport and they stick their flag in the ground, everything the Raiders will do will be hyped beyond belief in Sin City. It just will. I think you actually could have had that in Orange County. Like, Orange County has been this, like, shh, don't tell anybody. It's way better than L.A. Like, right? Like, the traffic isn't bad. There's no crime. The schools are better. Right? You, you still have you have, you have, you have the same oceans. You have the same mountains. You got all the same stuff. But you just don't have all the, oh, L.A. stuff, right? Had 
had the Chargers said, like, hey, look, build us a stadium in Orange County, which there was talk of, you would have had some of the bleed over in terms of value of the market from L.A., and you would have had – you would have had people throwing their arms around you because no one calls, no one like says out loud, I live in Orange County. Oh, I love Orange County. They just don't. The angels don't do it, and they've been here forever. I actually think that's the misstep. That said, I think they can score points. And among things that win fan bases, winning, number one, number two, do I want to watch you play? Will you score points? No one wants to watch three yards in a cloud of dust unless you, you win. But if you lose 50 to 48, hey, it was a good time. All right, let's get to what's the story of the moment. Chris Sheridan, uh, who uh, has written about and covered hoops uh, for over 25 years, works for uh, SheridanHoops.com. NBA source said today, this will be LeBron's final season in Cleveland. He is 100% leaving relationship with owner is beyond repair. Uh, Rick Rick Buecher tweets out, worth noting, in light of LeBron's comments about Donald Trump, Cavs owner Dan Gilbert reportedly donated $750,000 to his inauguration. Remember, this is LeBron James at King James tweeting, Hate has always existed in America. Yes, we know that. But Donald Trump has just made it fashionable again. Statues has nothing, nothing to do with us now. So this comes this this is not necessarily as much about basketball as much as two people who cannot coexist. That's it. Here's what's crazy about it. Okay, Uh, I read a story where there's a, a couple who are getting divorced about. Uh, over, you know, one uh, having dinner with Donald with Donald Trump. I'm telling you, like, this LeBron thing, if, if the straw that broke the camel's back is Dan Gilbert donated money to, LeBron, to Donald Trump's inauguration, LeBron found out about it, and LeBron was super pissed. Plus, you have the Charlottesville thing and all of the missteps by the White House afterwards. He would not be the first. He will not be the last. Ask your friends who are married. Ask your friends how many of their friends, or just ask yourself, have you lost a friendship over this presidential se- over the presidential election? I guarantee you have lost one. I guarantee it. It is the most polarizing topic in the history of polarizing topics. It is the embraced debate of all debates to be em- embraced. Like if you if you were pro-Trump and your neighbor was pro-Hillary, I'm guessing that at some point you are not friends anymore. And if it didn't occur during the election season, it probably occurred during the last week. And so do I believe that that is part of it? I damn right I believe it's part of it. Because I know people who they're like, how could you vote for that dude? And I know people who are, how could you vote for her? I can't believe it. I can't look at you the same way. And it really is amazing. It is amazing. And in many ways, I, I, I actually think what LeBron's saying, without, 
kind of thoughtfully articulating it is true. I mean, the, the truth is that, look, Nazis are repulsive. They just are. <laughs> I mean, who celebrates, who celebrates the Nazis? They killed 10 million people, 6 million Jews. So they are, they are, and any symbol of them is, in fact, repulsive. Um, and I have always believed that the Confederate flag is similarly repulsive. It's not the same, okay, but there's some similarities to it. And as much as it, it might bring pride if you're white from the South in terms of historic culture, think of the hurt it brings to somebody else. You're like, eh, I could probably do without it. Um, but there have been Nazis and white supremacists have marched before. They will continue to have their organized marches. Like, this hasn't changed. What has changed is, and look, some of this is the time in which we live in social media and also people being able to uh, find out about these protests and rally and anti-protest the protest and the viciousness of it, and you know, some people come armed, and that puts every, everybody's antennas up, and the police are already there, and they, they have to protect uh, organized protesters. That's part of our First Amendment rights. Hey, you have the right to organize. Okay, but th- these things have actually existed before, and they've always been repulsive. It's just the way in which the rhetoric that comes out of it and the way in which it's handled from the top has changed. And some of it, I'm sure, is our perception of it. But a lot of it is the reality of it has changed. So that's where I'm telling you, though, that there's a lot of things that have caused this soon-to-be divorced between LeBron James and Dan Gilbert. Right? The comic sans, the fact that the fact that Dan Gilbert never... Dan Gilbert, though he tried to do everything LeBron wanted in terms of empowering LeBron and LeBron's people, it just was a it was a relationship which had gone bad. They had gotten divorced before, and they tried to get back together for the kids. In this case, the kids is the Cleveland and Akron and Northwest Ohio. And that, that's just, that never, ever works. But I have friends that are struggling in their relationships with their significant other because their significant other is a pro or anti-Trump person. Like, this is a huge thing. And it's, the, it's completely believable to me that at least a portion of what will drive LeBron out of Cleveland is the fact that Dan Gilbert donated $750,000 to the inauguration of Donald Trump. I, and to anybody like, no way. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, one of the reasons that I think the polling polls were off was because there was a sense for people who supported Donald Trump that if they said they were going to support Donald Trump, they would be made out to look or feel like racists and they didn't no one wanted to say it and yet when they got behind the covering of a booth, then they made that selection. And so it made it really hard for pollsters who, by and large, have gotten things right over the last century with the same process, could not get it right because they could not factor in. And the reason that people wouldn't say it is because it is that 
divisive. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Right? I mean, the only thing that I think equals it is like, it's like when people say, good luck winning the abortion debate, right? You'll try to be the first person ever to win the abortion debate. You're never, you're never going to win it. Because if you're pro-life or pro-choice and you try and talk to somebody from the other side, you're just, you're not going to, you can have a thoughtful conversation. You're walking away liking the other person less. You get to try and have a thoughtful conversation about the president or about why you shouldn't have voted for the president. You're going to walk away and you'll be like, that person's an idiot. I cannot deal. I cannot do business. I cannot. And for LeBron James, I cannot make money for a guy who's going to donate money. I, I, I totally think that's part of this. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Des Bryant was asked about the national anthem protest. Whatever they got going on with them, that's them. I don't really have nothing to say about that. That's per John Mashota. He's joined us previously from the Dallas Morning News, covers the team. So Arya Stark says, gosh darn, only she didn't say gosh darn, shut up. I like you as Des Bryant. Wait, wait. She told him to shut up, and he said he had nothing to say about that. So Des tweets back, which is the big mistake, right? Don't quote me on nothing. Y'all asked me about it, and I wasn't in the mood to talk about it. Not saying I don't care about it. Somebody named Zoe. Well, F Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Honestly, John, John's the reporter, put out the quote. You need to take this BS down. Because you know how it looks. I'm focused on football right now. Somebody named Rise Up. You don't know. You don't think something's wrong with your job. If you can't speak your mind or stand for what you believe in. Bruh. It's the wrong place. This is from Des Bryant. And time to be talking about that. I care about my black people at the same time I have a family. All right. Here's the thing, kids. Okay. And this is very, very important. Imagine... If at your job, you went in and somebody says, hey, Jim, do you have that report for me? I do. But you know what? F Donald Trump. There, I said it. F Donald Trump. It's like, yeah, do you have the report? Like, yes, I do. But first I want to take, like, no, 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 This is a place of business. And this is kind of one of the things that's lost. Right? I rep- appreciate and respect anybody's desire to get their point across to where they're willing to sacrifice their job, their time, more than anything, their time. Like the reason most of us aren't as politically active, let's just be honest, is it's time is a time sucker. It really is. Because what do you do if you have a political cause? Like what's the best way to like you got to go knocking door to door and having conversations with people first. A lot of people suck. You don't actually really want to meet them, you know. You knock them on your door, knock on the doors. It's like one of the things about about uh, Mormon missionaries. Like I, I respect them. I'll have a conversation with them. Sometimes at an awkward time. Like, look, I'm just going out of the house. I just, I just, I was just going to get some milk. Like my wife just sent me to get some milk. Like, dude, I, I'm sorry. I do. But I do respect that. You know, you've been walking up and down these streets trying to preach what you believe is to be the gospel. Like I respect that. But just because you're willing to sacrifice your time, and time is in fact mine, doesn't mean I am. Like, not only do you have the right to have 
political discussions in this country, you actually have the right to say nothing. You got a right to go like, you know what? I just I don't have the time or the energy or the desire right now to engage. I'll leave it to people who do and some people who are smarter than me and some people who are dumber than me. Like we're, we're to this point to where you're like, well, there are a portion of people who, if you speak out about your political beliefs, stick to sports. And if you stick to sports, well, then you're not saying enough. You don't somehow care. You know? There's a substantial anti-Semitic movement in parts of Europe. It bothers me. My parents, grandparents, Jewish. I raised my kids mm, sort of, sort of uh, we, we don't necessarily raise them in any one religion, but they are uh, Jewish. It's bothersome. Do you think Fox Sports Radio, for even one moment, wants me to talk about that? Because, oh, And if I don't, that I don't care about Judaism? I don't. I don't talk about it. Time and place. Time and place. Like You don't think I'm bothered by, like, Nazis? Yeah. You say Nazis, and you start throwing a swastika around, and I start thinking, like, these have to be the dumbest human beings on earth. Forget about what they did to Jewish people, what they did to uh, anybody else who stood in their way. Like, look what happened to them. <laughs> they lost. So, but, but that's not, that's not time or place. And just because I don't speak about it doesn't mean that it's not important to me. And doesn't mean that you're not allowed to speak out about it yourself or tweet about it or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, you put in a guy like... And and as much and I love Des Bryant. We went to the same university, and unfortunately, he got suspended for the remainder of his what became his final season at Oklahoma State. And I think he's evolved very much as a person. Um, but like, do I want? Do I think Des Bryant is a great person to articulate all of the trials and tribulations of a black man in America? I don't know. I don't know if that's a great form to put him in. I don't know if that's the best. And he seems to like, I, don't, I, I just don't want, this guy doesn't want to talk about it. He won't talk about it. It's different than when I conduct an interview with somebody. And, for example, we had Hunter Henry on. Like, if I want to ask you about the offense with the new coaching staff, like, that's a reasonable question that fits why we're here, why you'd want to hear from. But if I want to ask Hunter Henry, I'm like, who you been dating? What do you think of Charlotte's? What do you think of Charlottesville? What the like Donald Trump said, like, dude, I want no part of that. That's what he would say. I want no part of that. And that doesn't mean he doesn't care. That doesn't mean he is not a a sympathetic person, an empathetic person. That's not. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have political beliefs. He just like, hey, I, I my job is to play football, and that takes the discussion away from football, and it takes too much energy away. Like it take it is exhausting. Think about this. Um, I don't know where you're listening to the show. You can listen to the show anywhere in America. First two hours you can catch on XM. This hour you can catch on your on uh, many of your affiliates. I know we're on in Austin now. I believe we're coming up on in Phoenix as well. Think about how much energy, like when the election was over, and you were whether you're on Twitter, you were all watching CNN, you're watching Fox News, you're watching MSNBC, whatever one of these channels you're watching. Think about how exhausting that was. Whatever side of the political divide you were on. And then think of now, like, you're a professional athlete. 
all these dudes got, do is they come out, they practice, and they go on the film, and then they lift, and they eat, and they go back into film, and then they work out, and then they practice, and then they, it, like, that's all they do. They're hamsters on a wheel. Like, hey, I want you to take some of your time and some of your energy and give me a thoughtful discussion and give me a thoughtful comment on Charlottesville, Virginia, to which you don't really know about. I don't really know about. Maybe you watch the Vice thing on Twitter or online or on Facebook or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily give you a whole perspective on exactly what you should say. Like, I just I don't want to engage. It takes away from my job. And right now, like, the best – and by the way, the best chance to have a huge platform for any of these athletes is to perform well in football. And then you're able to give speeches outside of the world of football. That, that's actually what many of these NFL teams have said to their players privately. They haven't said don't talk about it or don't protest. They said, like, is that the best way to get your message across? You know, if you think that's the best way – you go for it. We're not going to stop you. But the best way is win a bunch of games, and then you go on the banquet circuit. You go on TV. You go on Fox or ESPN or CBS or NBC, um, and then you can make your statement because then you're a Super Bowl champion making the statement, a Hall of Fame player making a statement. Think about the, the power of what LaDainian Tomlinson said during his Hall of Fame speech. LaDainian Tomlinson has been apolitical. His his whole life, even his post-football career, like he hasn't been out there protesting or making his political statements known. But what he what he gave us and go back on Facebook or go online and watch this. It was really powerful. He gave me I told him this. I saw I ran into Daniel Tomlinson on Sunday at the Charger game and he was up in the 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 local CBS booth. Dan Fouts and Spiro Dita. Spiro's a very good friend of mine. We broadcast games together, NCAA tournament games together. He invited me up. I brought my son up at halftime. And LT came by. And LT was on our show, I think, last week. We started talking about his speech. And I said, hey, man, listen, I, I wanted to tell you what you did and why it was so powerful to me. Like, um, like people don't know, like, my, there's never been a, there's not a forum to tell my family story. Like, my family story is pretty cool. Great-grandparents coming over on the boat. What my grandpa did in order to make money to become an accountant and became an accountant to be a car dealer and how he made himself into a very wealthy man. Like, all of those things are amazing parts of it, but it's not really a forum to it. And as you told a story about your great-great-grandparents that I didn't realize. Like, I didn't realize the generations that had come on the boat. I don't I didn't start to think about how you get your last name of the person who owned your family, and then you end up living on that land, and your parents worked and your family worked on that land. Like, like that to me, comp- that it didn't blow my mind. It gave me a different perspective on your story that I could not have appreciated had you not had time and the platform to articulate it. And you picked the perfect time to do so. Um, but all of that was because he had waited till the right moment and the right platform and prepared himself for the right way of presenting his feelings about a racial divide in our country. I thought it was magnificent. And, and I don't think that's what Des Bryant is necessarily saying, but I do think we can give Des Bryant the benefit of the doubt of like, hey, man, I just want to play football, and I didn't have my best season as a pro. I got hurt two years ago. Like, I, I just... I got to be the best Des I can be, and I can't engage on the Ezekiel discussion. I don't want to engage on the Charlottesville discussion. 
I just want to engage on the Des Bryant, how I'm feeling, how I'm doing. Uh, Dak Prescott is my quarterback discussion. And from there, all things, all other discussions are possible. I think that's reasonable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.